direct conversation, some deep reactions, please. All this comics narrationating me. A little more talk, a lot less read. A little fight, baby, is what I need. Close the trade, open up your brains. Explain it to me. Explain it to me, baby. Explain it to me. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Wreck Conversations. My name is Josh Wasta, a.k.a. Fallout Fieri, and with me is my Dr. L, uh, my Professor L, Leia Cameron, <laughs> my my always present. Uh, God, what do we even, what do we even partner in suffering? Yeah, yeah, at this point, I would definitely say suffering is involved. <laughs> we did the Clone Saga last week. Uh. This week, we're doing uh, Sins Past, which is probably the least well-known of the trifecta because next week we're going to tackle one more day uh so our spider-man three pete uh but the brave person that's with us to get the explanation today is a good friend of graphically novel will asbill hey uh, if you like Will, definitely check out uh, our, our Swamp Thing episode from Graphically Novel, where he broke all of us by explaining Etrigan the Demon. Uh, <laughs> and also all things Swamp Thing. Um, you know, uh, it's it's totally cool to attempt to blow up an entire town by just upping the oxygen count super high <laughs> and just giving it time. But welcome, Will. Thank you for having me. <laughs> So, Sins Past. How did you hear about this? How did you know about it? Uh, I heard about this from, like, YouTube, like, uh, What Culture Com- uh, mm-hmm. what Cult Comics section, where they always do those, like, 10 things about this certain character, 10 things that, like, other characters do in comics. And it was uh, one video, I think they, they titled it, um, Comic Books That Made People Rage Quit. Yep. <laughs> and this sounds about right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I'm going to go ahead and imagine that the Clone Saga and One More Day were also on that list. But again, not being as well known, because this is in the very middle of J. Michael Straczynski's run, famous for doing like Babylon 5. Um, but anyway, we will we will get into that later. For now, the rules of the game are that Will is going to be our, our apt pupil. Uh, today, uh, the instructor is going to be Professor L, who's going to bring <laughs> us through uh, every bit of this storyline, beginning to end, explaining it along the way. Will has the full permission to stop the entire show at any point to ask whatever question he deems needs answered, uh, which can range all the way from who is that, uh, what's some background, to what the ever-loving fuck, which has been a very popular question on this show <laughs> thus far. For good reason, too. I have to preface though, like you did send me a message before, like you sent me the invite saying, uh, I didn't remember which plot this was. And let me say from the bottom of my heart, fuck you. Yep, (laughs) I sure did. Oh God. Yeah. And and for those of you who are surprised, we're going to, we're going to just keep the surprise going until the the reveal. So, yeah. Professor L, before we begin, oh, by the way, when Will asks the questions, then the other professor, myself, Professor J, then answers those questions uh, or gets first crack at answering the question, uh, you know, to make me relevant. Uh, <laughs> Leia, just before we get into this, had you ever read this storyline before? Um, I had not actually read it, but I was aware of it happening. Like I knew that I knew the plot beats, but I had never actually sat down and read it start to finish. Um, so this was an experience. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah okay well then let's get into it the floor is yours leah all right very good okay so since past 
All right. So uh, this is a six issue arc. So it's not very long. Uh, so that was it, it was it's friendly to readers in that way, at least. Um, it's it starts up uh, opening on Mary Jane um, at a theater audition for an off Broadway play. And it looks like she's about to bomb, but she ends up getting the part uh, by relating her lines uh, basically to her feelings about her husband, who is Peter Parker. Um, Peter is very clearly happy in his relationship with Mary Jane. They both seem very happy. Um, and very obviously loves her a great deal. Wait, wait, wait. Um, they're yeah. actually happy. Yes, they're That's actually not happy. Spider-Man story. It's only for like two pages, so you oh, know we'll give them that. Uh, <laughs> Um, and so uh, she gets the part in the play and, and her her obvious joy in that is, is nearly overwhelming for Peter. It's clear that he cares about her a lot. Um, and so they're celebrating uh, over breakfast, basically. And um, Aunt May goes to grab the mail. And in the mail is a mysterious letter that appears to be from the somewhat long dead Gwen Stacy, uh, Peter's previous girlfriend. In the letter, Gwen says that she went to France suddenly in between semesters to, quote, figure things out because she's so scared of telling Peter about something very big that she just wasn't sure how to do. Um, she explains in the letter that she tried to call, but Peter was in Canada for a few weeks on a story with the Bugle, so she sent the letter to Aunt May's house instead, knowing he'd be able to get it there when he returned. Um, yes. Was it to extend her car warranty? Yes, yes, yes it was. They, they, it they was. had been looking for him for a very long time. <laughs> they had a very important message about his extended warranty. <laughs> That's it. That's the series. Any questions? <laughs> Peter gets it. It's a scam. He's about $200. And J. Jonah Jameson calls him an idiot and demands more pictures of Spider-Man. Now you understand why it was so controversial. Uh <laughs> Um, so before we can find out what, what, what the thing that she's talking about in her letter that's that's such a big deal, uh, it ends unfinished uh, just by Gwen telling Peter that she's so, so sorry for what she's about to tell him. And then there's no second page of the letter. It's just a single page. So Ghosted Mary, by letter. Got it. What's yes. that? Ghosted yeah. by letter. <laughs> Ghosted by letter. Um, yeah. So uh, so Peter talks to, to Mary Jane about the letter uh, and they're trying to puzzle out what in the hell is, is going on. It wasn't clear in this series uh, how long it had been since Gwen died. Uh, it, it, it implies that it's been a couple years, so not an overly long time, but not necessarily a, a recent event either. Um, this is somewhat one of those recently weird, dead. yeah, wibbly wobbly, timey wimey things because the Clone Saga happened before this, and they had specifically stated that it had been five years since the Gwen Stacy Jackal thing. So mm -hmm. we. Can assume, I guess, that it's at least five years. Yeah, that's kind of what I was getting. It was about it was about like half, you know, not quite a decade, but but not just like last month either. So somewhere in between, right? Um, but obviously, in the interim, uh, Peter uh, went with uh, second choice MJ, uh, and it ended up being great. And <laughs> um, there's a lot of weird, there's a lot of weird stuff that's going on in in the background here, uh, but we'll talk about that later. Um, so, uh, they're trying to figure out what the hell is going on with this letter. Uh, and they, they mentioned that there hasn't, there hadn't been much time between when Gwen arrived back in the United States and when she died. Um, although Peter says, oh, you know, I can tell that, you know, she was upset about something, but she never really told me what it was. 
Um, as you probably know, uh, Gwen was killed by the Green Goblin. Um, they determined that the letter was definitely written by Gwen, but it wasn't uh, postmarked in from France. It was postmarked in New York and recently. Uh, it, and the letter, it says 2004. Um, so it wasn't Gwen who mailed it to Aunt May's house. Uh, Peter thinks somebody's trying to fuck with him and his family, which is completely legit. Um, there is a couple pages of exposition here about Peter, uh, about how Peter thinks that Mary Jane deserves better than him because he's still super sad about Gwen dying and he thinks Mary Jane is essentially a saint for, you know, putting up with his grief and loving him despite it. Jesus fuck, Peter. Uh, <laughs> so... Uh, he gets up and visits Gwen's grave in the middle of the night because this is a normal thing to do, I guess. Um, he is, goes to her grave can I, and... Yes. Can I ask a question? You may. Yep. Um, I'm sorry, he got into a graveyard in the middle of the night? Yep. Yeah, yeah, he sure did. He sure, Well, I mean, he's Spider-Man. I, it probably wasn't very tough for him to do, but... Yeah, going to graveyards in the middle of the night is something... Um, Only goth kids do. Yeah, I was just about to say something I used to do in high school, but yes, you nailed it. Um <laughs> And okay, I am not Spider-Man. He's <laughs> taking a long drag of a clove cigarette. Pretty yes. much, yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I actually I actually had my senior pictures taken in a graveyard. This <laughs> <laughs> is my teacher. <laughs> and I had a black turtleneck. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's a good stuff. <laughs> when you feel like you need something slightly choking you with fabric. Right. But <laughs> well, fit with the whole goth thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, he's he's hanging out at Gwen's grave in the middle of the goddamn night, uh, just monologuing at it about how sad he is, uh, that that she's gone and, and what have you. Um, and then uh, about halfway through his sad uh his sad guy monologue, uh his spider senses start tingling and he realizes he's being watched by more than one person. Um out of nowhere, uh two mysterious strangers dressed in all black bodysuits come out of nowhere and just start whooping his ass. Um, Can I pause for a second here and just yes. state the way you said that? I was just thinking of a song. Uh, <laughs> some some romantic evening, you will meet a stranger. Now <laughs> in a graveyard over in your graveyard. dead girlfriend. <laughs> Although I will say that um, monologuing over a grave makes a lot more sense than monologuing over your comatose aunt in the hospital, like we yes. saw in the Clone Saga. Yes, this is so a definite uh, monologue improvement for sure. <laughs> Is it technically monologuing if you're just talking to a dead body? I mean, it's a it's a one sided dialogue, isn't it? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's you know, she's not she's she's under the ground, uh, <laughs> so it's not really. He's just talking at a headstone, if you want to get technical about it. All right, all right. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so these these uh, two mysterious strangers in black start just whooping his ass, um, and they start yelling at him about you know how how does it feel to be alone and have nobody help you know uh, nobody's here to save you. Blah, blah blah um they're really fast they're really strong and uh he suspects right away that they're they're, they're humans with some kind of augmentation and they, they, their strength and speed is not normal um so he fights back in self-defense before uh managing to get away uh by jumping on the side of a passing truck because i guess the cemetery was on a shipping route um <laughs> the, the next day of, uh, catwoman and uh batman returns yeah yeah, yeah very much Saved like that by actually kitty litter yeah. <laughs> um so next day uh mary jane and peter uh continue to to try to to puzzle out the note uh and mary jane notices that there's um pencil impressions on the back of the page that look like somebody has basically laid another sheet on top of it to write the second page uh it took me a little while to understand what this meant because i have not written a physical letter with my hands in about 20 years right um <laughs> 
which is i feel like i feel like when did when was this published josh do you know offhand 2004 2004 okay that's what i thought because it did make the 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 uh postmark relevant but i even in 2004 were we writing letters in 2004 i feel like we weren't writing letters in 2004 i mean as people not without a pandemic not without a pandemic involved i've written a couple of letters but just for the my friends are at home right nice to get mail right 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 you know and that makes sense but other than that no like definitely not with like a a hotel notepad or whatever Gwen's using for this. Yeah, it's really you know? weird because I, I was like, by 2004, like she should have been just posting this on her live journal. Like, <laughs> well, let's crunch the math here. So it's 2004, and by your numbers, Wasta, it's like five or six years ago. Right, right. That's true. So but 99, 98. Right. But the original story happened in 67. And Wibbly Wobbly, Timey Wimey Marvel Time is weird right yeah. right let's just go with the theory she's in france it's really you know a cool aesthetic it seems like a yeah it seems like a very french thing to do she's a yeah. she's a snifter of absinthe she's <laughs> in a dark candlelit uh right. dark candlelit attic above a bookshop or something my dearest peter <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so she finds out there's 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 like little pencil impressions on the back of the the piece of paper where the page two uh, had been written but not attached. Uh, they're not quite distinct enough to make like a like a pencil rubbing. Um, and uh, while they're trying to figure out how to get the uh, basically the message that's on the, the uh, back of the paper. Uh, off of there and and translate it uh aunt may calls him down to breakfast yes she does she casually mentions that there's another mysterious envelope that was left for peter at the door like stop answering the door stop picking up the mail um (laughs) stop living your life at least well at least like if you're getting weird packages and weird weird envelopes and stuff like that like she saw the first one like aunt may saw the first one don't casually be like oh by the way there was an envelope left for you at the door more pancakes like what what is that um (laughs) very strange um like like 60s to 70s so she's like any kind of like handwritten letters hello this is exciting for her (laughs) i used to write letters Uh, (laughs) they don't even teach penmanship in class anymore no I don't know why we've turned Aunt May into like Miss Havisham. That's <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, that's fair. She's a lovely lady. Um, so inside this envelope, uh, there's there's pictures of of Mary Jane and Aunt May interacting with two strangers that have their faces blacked out, um, and it's accompanied by a note that says, "We can kill them whenever we want." Uh, so Peter asked both of them if they've talked to any strangers recently, and both confirmed that they have. And not only did they talk to these strangers, but they freely talked about their family and relationship with them. Peter, Peter specifically. Uh, this is why I don't talk to people. Um, <laughs> Like some casual, some stranger walks up and is like, "Hey, let me help you with those groceries." So like stranger live, danger. Yeah. Who do you live with? What is? What are their names? How long have you been with them? Okay, cool. All right. Uh, and uh, what's their social security number? Uh, credit card information, <laughs> expiration date, and security code. All right, cool. Thanks, neighbor. Um, <laughs> Mother's maiden name by chance. <laughs> right. <laughs> what's your dog's um, name? <laughs> just... Although, real quick, real quick, because I will forget it by the end of this show. Um, <laughs> I have, uh, I used to have a job in which uh, I worked for a teleconferencing company. So we had thousands of phone numbers and one of them was one digit off from like your, your uh, pharmacy line, like whatever dial a pharmacy and people who were very, very aged, like very old would call. (laughs) 
misdial the number and I would pick up and actually say, you know, da-da-da conferencing center, they wouldn't say hello or anything. They would just start telling me their social security number. Uh... <laughs> question that they're asked. And I'd have to be like, um... M- Ma'am, ma'am, this is not, no, stop that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I worked at a similar place that had a, a, a um, very similar system because I worked for a college where uh, the student ID number was your social security number. And it was that way for many, many, many years. So I would pick up the phone and people would just start rattling off their social security number before ever saying a word to me. Right. That's a, that's a big old yikes there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They discontinued that practice while I was still working for the place, but... Uh, yeah, for like literally since the, the college started in like the 60s and you know, it was, was founded in like the early 60s up until t- about 2000 or so <laughs> was when they used the, sec- the social security numbers. So yeah, we're really safe. Um, <laughs> so yes, Aunt May's old. Uh, so yes, Aunt May's old. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot going on. Um, but yeah, they, they've been talking to strangers about Peter um, just real casually. Um, and uh, so it just kind of cuts to uh, Peter seeking the help of a uh, detective named Lamont. Uh, and he tasks him with extracting the message that's written on the reverse of the letter, which has been a very weirdly weird setup. Uh, he has webbed the part that has writing on it face down to a piece of steel so that the front part can't be read um this this isn't this isn't how criminal data analysis works like at all um <laughs> i okay sure comics uh <laughs> yep so is this technically forensic handwriting analysis to the rescue here so what i'm what i'm gathering and they didn't go into it and i'm glad they didn't uh they didn't go into it but it, it seemed to be that they were they they gave it to quote unquote a forensics lab for quote unquote analysis wherein they're i guess using some kind of technology to read the impressions without doing like a, a rubbing of them or something it is never fully explained what procedure they're using for this and that's good because it would have pissed me off um (laughs) for 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 listeners who do not know me i have a background in uh anthropology taphonomy and death investigation and i worked for uh a law enforcement academy for several years so um I, I I see things like this and I immediately am like Captain Buzzkill. <laughs> right. I'm like, that's not how it works. Uh, <laughs> so uh, the guy also asks the forensic lab to take exactly one strand of the webbing and run a complete chemical analysis on it, just in case. Right, which yes. Yeah. I'm yeah, sorry, sure. that's that's good cop. Yeah. Uh, I can't fault that I can't fault that procedure. Um however, this is never, at least in this story arc anyway, nothing ever comes of this. Like right. nothing happens. Uh it just it just is dropped there. So okay. It sounds- like that's something that might play later in the Straczynski run right well yes because Straczynski's run was six years yeah so I mean this was and this is smack dab in the middle of it so yeah uh, the other yeah, thing gonna... that, that wasn't mentioned is that for some reason Lamont this um reporter detective detective uh, detective looks a lot like Robert Redford oh you know what I didn't really pick up on that but you're right <laughs> Now that I'm thinking about it, yeah, he does inexplicably look a lot like Robert Redford. Like, like I'm reading it in, in, in for the first time in a long time, and I'm like, is that Robert Robert Redford? Like, <laughs> it's it's real damn close. Um, is that Sneakers but- star Robert Redford? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's exactly the first movie I would have thought of when I thought Robert Redford. Absolutely. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> 
you were a detective before you started the Civil War? Or not the Civil War, the, you were involved in the Winter Soldier program? What the hell? Yeah, he's a busy man. <laughs> hey, don't, don't, don't bring up, don't bring up uh, Winter Soldier. We'll be here all day. So let's. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to get me started. <laughs> Spider Man, focus on Spider Man. Okay. Uh, get so, rid of your uh, erection. I mean, what? <laughs> leave my personal life out of this um right they're like we can kill your family yeah, yeah so so uh, meanwhile uh meanwhile Aunt May is at some broad named anna's house just kicking it and knitting um wait well i know who that is from the is anime that? yes it's that aunt is anna. yes aunt anna it's mary jane's aunt oh, okay at, at no she point was the person say... that put her on the plane in the clone saga oh she oh. looks really different in this one that's probably what because i was like who the hell is this person yes. like she's mentioned for one page and never uh appears or disappears again like that's it so yeah i guess that makes sense all right so she's at her aunt anna's, anna's house and uh um <laughs> there's a spectacular scene where spider-man uses his uh nokia brick phone uh to call <laughs> anna's house like it literally has like the Nokia logo on it and everything. Like it, it's it's like I, I've not seen product placement that blatant in in some time. Um, Watch the Justice League cut. The new <laughs> no, cut. no thanks. Every car is a Mercedes. Everyone can afford a Mercedes. All are Mercedes. <laughs> This call brought to you by Nokia. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, but yeah, so he takes out his brick phone to uh, to call Anna's house. Uh, and uh, Anna's landline. See... What's that? Anna's landline. Oh, yes. Her landline. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so you kind of get this juxtaposition where, uh, you know, Aunt, Aunt May is, is clearly just fine. She's literally just sitting on a couch knitting, being old. And, uh, you know, Anna's bringing in some tea and, and cakes and whatnot, I guess, as old ladies do. And um, the line is actually being tapped by a fake phone repairman whose face we don't see. Um, so the phone at Anna's doesn't actually ring. And instead, Peter is connected uh, to one of the mysterious attackers who tells him that they've kidnapped May and he has to come to an address all the way across town in 10 minutes or she dies uh although it is very clear in the panels that they don't actually have may hold up 10 minutes across town in new york in this yes. traffic yes <laughs> so understandably peter just beats feet and he is swinging frantically across the entire city to get to this abandoned warehouse and manages to make it um so you know comics <laughs> Um, and he doesn't have time to use the door, so he just straight up busts through a window, which is fortunate because it it happens to be the exact room uh, where a tied up Aunt May is is being held. Except it's not Aunt May; it's really just a mannequin. Um, and it's holding a sign that says "Boom," and a bomb is strapped to its lap. Uh, it's got five seconds left on it. Wait, Someone sent wait. him up the bomb. They did. Is the, is the major villain the Joker? Is this a crossover event? <laughs> I had that moment too. I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> so uh, Peter manages to get away from the immediate blast area, but is ends up like half blown up anyways, uh, but he's Spider-Man. So he's fine. Just days. Um, and then the jerks in black show back up again, uh, taunting him and asking him how it feels to be abandoned and alone and, and, and making him feel bad about himself. Uh, and uh, the guy starts kicking his ass again. Uh, and Peter's super confused by why this is happening. Um, and then the woman in black calls the guy in black Gabriel and tells him to stop killing Peter. Like now's not the time. We gotta wait. Uh, and he calls her Sarah and reluctantly agrees to lay off, but not before threatening Peter and telling him that they're going to kill him after they completely destroy his life because he totally deserves it. Um, after this, Peter falls unconscious. There is a flashback to a scene uh in the Osborne house where Glenn uh Gwen is telling Peter that uh Harry has <laughs> overdosed on LSD, which uh okay. Yep. <sighs> All right. 
Um, I didn't know that LSD was a big thing in 98 and 99. And you, you, thing. Well, it was people in the were, 60s, though, or the 70s, uh, 60s. Wonder timeline, gotcha. People were just injecting that that LSD like crazy. Uh, <laughs> like real gangbusters. Um, Norman doesn't want to take him to a hospital because scandal or something. Uh, and apparently Mary Jane and Gwen have been taking care of him as he, quote unquote, slips in and out of consciousness. Okay, that's not how LSD works. Um, right. But sure. No, you, sure. Sit, you, you sit in your room just staring just at your balls. Neo- yeah, staring at your Neo Geo save screen going, I'm a shroom. <laughs> yeah, but apparently LSD, they all, there's also a mention too that the LSD may, <laughs> may have been laced with strychnine. Oh my God. <laughs> but they're, You're not going to get many repeat customers there. <laughs> exactly. Like I get, I get that like, yeah, all right, like drugs are bad, but like make it a real drug. <laughs> this isn't a thing. This isn't a thing that people are going to sell or take. It, it, or much less overdose on and especially not in the way they're describing it's inconsistent completely um but comics uh drugs are bad don't do drugs um i noticed that i put all of this lsd on these strips of paper but the paper didn't look white enough so i threw some bleach <laughs> on there right oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> was just real fucking oh god uh apparently it, it, like i need to point out too <laughs> i don't know a ton about like the street drugs uh but i can tell you that this this isn't this isn't a real thing that happens um <laughs> so uh so yeah so mary jane and gwen have been taking care of 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 harry osborne as he is he is having just the worst trip of his life um peter remarks offhand to to gwen that norman's been acting real weird over the past you know month or so uh but gwen interrupts to give what i like to call a big red flag line of questioning about whether or not peter loves her and would he love her no matter what and you know what if i did something really horrible or whatever and peter's like yeah baby i you know of course i love you and uh at that point mary jane reappears and kind of interrupts the conversation they all walk off um only to uh flash forward to gwen dying again in this like little coma dream that peter's having um he dreams about her dying a lot yeah 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 he he does um i mean like i i get that this is a traumatic and significant event but um yeah it's a lot um i'm wondering if there's an aspect of his memory where uncle ben's hanging out and he's like what the fuck am i chopped liver (laughs) right he doesn't Um, flash back to ben as nearly as much it seems for for that see the clone saga (laughs) yeah yeah this is very true um so uh, Peter wake up, wakes up to find himself in the ruins of the exploded building. So naturally, he just walks it off and goes to see uh, Detective Lamont to find out what the forensic lab was able to extract from the letter. Wait, um, a giant building gets blown up and no law enforcement or firefighters are there to like assist him or be like, dude, what the fuck happened here? No, no, it just explodes. And then Peter's like, well, got to go catch up with the detective. Yep. <laughs> At least I didn't wake up in an incinerator this time. <laughs> right. He just he's just like you know walks it off, but he goes, but he shows up to to talk to this this detective guy uh, just in the, his like shredded uh, costume. The mask is intact, I guess, which is the important part. Um, but yeah, he clearly has, has had a bad day, um, and uh, so, so this is the- a bad day. <laughs> Which Lamont is like very almost unfazed by. Yeah, he's just real casual. He's like, oh, it looks like you got into some trouble, buddy. Anyways, yeah. I got the results. Like, it's R- just- rough day. Yeah. <laughs> 
totally unconcerned. Um, so, uh, so Lamont confirms, he's like, yeah, we, you know, we got some results off this. Here you go. And, and this is the big reveal. Uh, and we get some incomplete sentences. The most important one is I should have told you when I found out I was pregnant. And then the babies came a month early. I have two children, a boy and a girl, Gabriel and Sarah. Um, whoa, weren't those the names of those Jags who kicked his ass the other day? Wild. <laughs> <laughs> so peter's even more confused at this point because these are clearly adults and not like toddlers right um so he goes back home uh and mary jane can tell that there's something wrong she kind of drags it out of him uh and and decides to do her like own side investigation uh at detective peter, mary jane that's a comic detective mary jane um, and, uh, so, so she, she decides to, to look at some stuff herself. Uh, in the meantime, Peter goes back to Gwen's grave to dramatically shove a long metal rod into it while crying out. Uh, I'd like to point out here as a person who has been trained in taphonomy and death investigation, that there are a lot better and less weird ways to extract DNA from a person who's deceased, but I guess they don't cover that in photography school or wh wherever Peter went, uh, to get his science information from. Uh, this is the, I've never, I, I, I've trained in forensic anthropology. I have never seen anybody do this to get DNA ever. You know, it's not a thing. It, it looked like just like a pole, like a random pole he picked up off the ground. It was like, I'll just shove that in there. Uh, like get some goo from her corpse. Just poca poca. Yeah. Very weird. Very weird. I, I had to read that panel, uh, that series of panels like five times to try to understand what in the absolute piss he was doing. Well, I mean, they didn't show the part where he then put the, the hose in and siphoned out <laughs> what he needed. Yeah. Uh, or whatever he was doing. But you know what? Out of all of this, as we'll find out soon, not the grossest thing in this uh, in this series. No, no, it's not. It was just very confusing because then there's there's cross contamination. I'm sure he didn't have like any kind of sterilized collecting equipment. I, again, I could go on for hours. We're not talking about forensics. Uh <laughs> yeah, he's a scientist, right? <laughs> he is a scientist. He is a scientist. He should know better. There's a lot of things wrong with his methodology here, uh, but it doesn't matter. He's he's having like this is this is it's just so melodramatic that it's hard not to laugh while reading it um yes i have to say with the whole way the way you described it he takes a pole and then he shoves it into the ground where her grave is um that would be a lot of like nice paperwork freud could write a you know dissertation on some kind of pseudo <laughs> yeah. yeah you know you're right i didn't even think about that but yeah there's a lot going on there uh aside yeah. from his terrible methodology uh <laughs> it's it's just so strange. Like, like he could have taken any other, like a hair from a hairbrush would have, would have been fine. Yeah. Um, that would have been easier and it wouldn't have, but it wouldn't have been as dramatic, I guess. Uh, comics. Disturbance of a grave. Like, <laughs> like he's constantly at Gwen's grave during this entire arc. Like he just hangs out there all the time. Yep. Well, he's got fast travel enabled for this. Yes. That <laughs> that's, that's where he's, he's placed his hearthstone on, on Gwen's grave. Got fast travel as long as enemies are not near by got it <laughs> that's right although enemies are almost always nearby when he's there but you know so so anyways uh while he's doing all this melodramatic very bad uh data collection dna collection uh gabe and sarah are watching him at a distance be weird at the grave um <laughs> yes <laughs> they're just like what's this guy doing um and they're like oh he's soon gonna find out you know the truth or whatever um Wait, you're being watched they're being watched or he's, being, sorry, watched. he's being watched by by gabe and sarah but apparently not close enough that his spider sense goes off that's what right. i'm thinking it's like yeah, how does his fucking spider sense not go off especially if these are people of like ill intent to harm him like 
what the fuck in the there's there's a couple panels where it's shown that they're like looking through binoculars so it's they it's implied they're pretty far off okay uh, i'm trying to assume if they're not like immediately close to him and trying to shoot him or stab him it doesn't go off yeah right Right. like we've seen that his spider sense will go off if there's like a sniper rifle on him yeah thank you one more day (laughs) Uh (laughs) next time hooray So, so meanwhile, back at the ranch, uh, Mary Jane uh, peels the the letter off of the webbed up piece of steel that that Peter has affixed it to, and and takes it. Um, is as it, she's doing that, is it dripping with goo? Uh, no, no I'm thinking really. of the Ghost, Ghostbusters too. Why am I dripping <laughs> with goo? <laughs> um, and then P- Peter is analyzing DNA in, I guess, his spider cave. It's not clear where he's at. He just has this DNA analyzer just kind of sitting around uh, in a building. He has broken into some building. Okay. Because, yeah. Because comics. Uh, it, it is mentioned <laughs> that there are several places that he could break into, uh, but he chose this one. Yeah. It, like in the story, they don't show it at all. All of a sudden, he's just sitting in front of a DNA analyzer. Right. Uh, it, it's it's like, okay, you know, we, 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 had, to, we had to get to this point. Um, so he's comparing the rod DNA to the DNA that's left on the glue in the letter, which I also want to point out is a real rookie ass mistake if you're trying to do crimes. Uh, rod DNA, by the way, being the name of my Rod Stewart covered band. <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you i'm i'm I, I was waiting for that to to uh to happen at least once during this podcast <laughs> <laughs> so uh so yeah so so somebody one of these ding dongs licked the uh this the seal on a letter and that's how he got the dna off of it um which i mean again not not uh not the slickest criminals in the book uh but comics um while he is in the process of analyzing this dna uh the the woman in black in the black bodysuit uh shows up again uh explains very patiently that that uh she has to kill him because he's done something so terrible that it's the only option uh and if her brother gets a hold of of him he'll kill everybody else he'll kill may and and mary jane too so if he if she just you know takes the initiative and kills peter only then he'll stop and the other two will be safe um peter isn't down with this obviously uh and uh they they fight um and during the fight peter manages to pull off her mask and surprise she is the spitting image of Gwen. um as he is stunned by this uh the window nearby explodes uh and when he looks up sarah has vanished uh so then he just calmly walks over to the dna on analyzer which is apparently made like a little ding noise to let it let you know that the toast is done and uh And uh, it does confirm that, yes, they are, in fact, Gwen's kids. Um, so then we we cut to a, a random rooftop again uh, where the kids are hanging out, talking about how Peter must know now that he's their father uh, that deserted their mother and, and caused her death. And that's why they want to kill him. Um, they believe that Peter Parker is uh, slash Spider-Man is uh, their father um, and abandoned them. Um, Peter Big returns- if true. Big if true. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Peter returns home where he's confronted by Mary Jane, uh, who confesses that she knows everything. Uh, Peter is like, you know, Maury said they ain't my kids. And Mary Jane is like, I know, I know, baby. I know you never fucked her, but I know who the real daddy is. Uh, turns out MJ knew all along uh, that, that Gwen had gotten pregnant, uh, but she kept it from Peter because Gwen asked her not to tell him. Uh, and she's um, a good friend. I, I seriously want us uh, like a like intercut here of Sally Field from Mrs. Doubtfire just saying the whole time, multiple <laughs> times now. The whole time? The whole time? <laughs> the whole time? Yes. I mean, and, and another part of this is keep in mind, 
mind, this is this is Peter and Mary Jane are married yeah. at this point in the comics history. And from my understanding here, uh, Marvel wanted Mary Jane to get back with Peter. And that's what Straczynski's major thing was, was her being in L.A. And then eventually she comes back to New York to reconcile like their separation from my understanding. Oh, yeah. For more on this, tune in to the next episode when we talk about One More Day and what Marvel wanted. Specifically <laughs> what Joe fucking Casada wanted. But <laughs> that's a rant for another time. Yeah. Yeah. It's a rant for next week. Uh <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, so, so Mary Jane knew all along, um, but, but didn't never told Peter because, uh, she was afraid that it would, it would destroy Peter's memory, uh, of Gwen and, and give him, uh, even more to, to be, uh, to, to grieve over. Um, and so, uh, basically she, she explains that, you know, it turns out, well, they were attending to a <laughs> LSD overdosed Harry Osborne, <laughs> um, as you when, do in college. Yeah, as you do in college. Uh, Gwen Gwen had slipped away to to talk to Norman, um, and MJ kind of peeps on him, arguing about how Norman will never get his hands on them, uh, and exp- starts to expose Norman unless he gets Harry medical care. Uh, Norman fires back that those children are mine, not yours, and starts ranting how uh, about how Harry's a real piece of shit who doesn't deserve to be his heir. He needs new hair, new heirs, and uh, and and these these kids are it. Uh, Gwen says that she'd rather die before she lets Norman get his hands on their children. And Norman is like, all right, hey, thanks for the tip. Excellent, as you wish. Wait, let me just um, add that to my to-do. Right. <laughs> uh, so Gwen tries to tell her Peter. Oh, hold on. What? Yeah. What's that, Will? Was this a, uh, that can be arranged or? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like he de- he like looks directly into the into the panel, you know, uh, like, like the camera and is like, yeah, right. <laughs> So so Gwen threatens to to tell Peter to come clean to Peter uh and and allow him to raise the kids as as his. Um it's interesting to note here that Peter again has no no knowledge that these kids even exist. So this is like a big ask, but it's fine. Um <laughs> Gwen uh, also casually asks about, hey, what's up with these kids anyways? Uh, they were born two months early, even though she said in her letter they were born one month early. Right. But okay. Um, and they've aged nine months and just seven. Um, Norman claims that Osborne blood is quote unquote special. And that's that on that. Um, Gwen walks out to find uh, Mary Jane peeping and instead of uh, yelling at her, just gives her a dramatic hug. And uh, turns out Gwen one day just got horny for Norman and it just happened according to her. Uh, I mean, who amongst us hasn't fucked our friend's dads? Uh, <laughs> um, Part of this is also that he was so sl- sad and vulnerable at one point, and yeah, she was it, working for him at the time. Yeah, and basically she's like, well, I felt bad for him, but also he was like really magnetic, and also he was a little sad, and also, but like, it's still your friend's dad. Right. I'm, I'm sorry, was this... Was this script cut from a porno? <laughs> you you would think. Like reading this, I was I was like, wow, okay. So like she she just it sounds like she just had this really impulse decision to fuck her friend's dad, yes. essentially. And and in fact, she was still a virgin when she did so. So give her virginity to her friend's dad. Uh, yes. Okay. Her and Peter had never ever uh gotten together. Yeah. Yeah. They're uh they're in college. They never had sex. Nope. Nope. So, Comics. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I'm really mad at the writer right now because this just sounds like old man wish fulfillment right here yeah it it, it very much is we will get to we will get to straczynski and and his his 
level of uh of responsibility for this after we get through because i got <laughs> notes <laughs> okay, my brain just thinking i'm crunching the math right now is like she's either 18 to 21 and norman's either like like if he's having a kid at 20 or 25 he's either in the 40 to 50 range right yep now, i'm not being ages here but it just seems like no it's creepy as fuck there's there's definitely a power imbalance there that is uh yeah. that's 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 very concerning yeah um yeah absolutely but but yeah so she just decides to fuck her friend's dad i really just keep saying that over and over again because that's what's happening that is um, in fact what's happening uh because most people you explain at least up to this point the story and they're like oh okay if gwen had kids and they're normans then there was an assault or there was something else going on nope no no this 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 was consensual um did she i'm going to assume here that she did not know he was the green goblin no no okay. yeah he, he she did not know that um so yeah so so she fucked her friend's dad um and um she says quote unquote the next thing i i knew i was pregnant um which again is really not how pregnancy works either um but all right. how do they work yeah yeah like i don't Girl, get it together. Uh, you're out there <laughs> fucking your friend's dad without any type of, of contraception. I, I don't uh, get it together. Uh, <laughs> got, like Green Goblin serum, like running through his. <laughs> yes. 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 That's, that's there, exactly what's happening. There is, okay. in fact, basically goblin sperm. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. So, so, so Peter uh, kind of comes to the conclusion that the, uh, the, the reason the kids are growing so fast uh, is due to uh, Norman's uh, like goblin DNA uh, that he's augmented basically with, with his goblin serum. Um, and, uh, and this is the true reason uh, why he, uh, the, the green goblin killed Gwen. Uh, it was that he was targeting her specifically and also Peter, but mostly Gwen instead of the other way around. Um, so he learns that Norma, or he, he, he comes to the, the conclusion that Norman has raised the kids to, to hate them and, and train them to kill him. Uh, because I guess Peter was the son that he'd always wanted to have. And he didn't have because he had Harry instead. That's a, that's a big uh, theme between. Yeah. Norman and, and Peter. Yep. Yeah. This is, this is, I think this is maybe the first one where I've seen that it's, it's explicitly stated in exactly those words. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm something of a scientist myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's it. That's the show, everyone. Uh, <laughs> By the way, fucked your girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> William Defoe comes out of nowhere. Jet. <laughs> From evil. I did ex see some panels from this comic, and why does Norman Osborn look like Tommy Lee Jones? I, you know, I don't know. I think, so I've noticed, I was actually having a conversation about this with, with one of my friends not too long ago, about how, especially recently, like, if you, if you, uh, if you read comics um, that have been published within, like, maybe the past 10-ish uh, years or so, uh, maybe a little bit longer, I'll push it back even to, like, like, 15 years. A lot of times it seems like the artists just give up and draw the actor uh, that either an actor that's popular at the time uh, for their character model or in the case of, of Marvel I've seen it distinctly where people just give up and stop drawing like for example Loki and start drawing Tom Hiddleston yeah so um, but I feel like I've seen that a lot where where it's like a hot actor or well-known actor is kind of the character model for that but yeah he does look like Tommy Lee Jones uh, yeah, Tommy Lee Jones was pretty big back then wasn't he yeah like he was he was a pretty 2004 yeah 
Yeah. I mean, it was it was Men in Black movies big. Yeah. 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 So it would track. Um, and also, uh, uh, Samuel Jackson was getting honestly. Marvel should have been playing like paying him some kind of royalties for the way they were rendering Nick Fury in the Ultimates universe. Well, That's- yeah. There's a there's there's a whole story on that one. Yeah. That there's a whole story on that. We won't get into that here, but there yeah. is a very good reason for that and it's actually pretty cool um okay so yeah so he he comes to the conclusion that uh that 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 norman just really essentially wants to to destroy him because he's upset that the peter is not his son um it's at this point that there is an entire five pages devoted to an extremely melodramatic moment uh where peter <laughs> peter throws is a no tantrum point, yeah so like he throws a tantrum but like at no point so this this happens all this information starts coming out and again much like josh said earlier he's not immediately concerned that maybe she's been assaulted um what he is concerned with and throws a five page long tantrum over is the fact that um Gwen lost her virginity to Norman instead of him. Uh, and at one point literally does this very Star Trek as like con, except it's Osborne instead. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a pretty so, horrible panel. Yeah. So Peter's just trying to, he's upset that he didn't, he didn't get to have sex there first. Yes. Yes. It's five pages of him literally just destroying furniture in his home in front of his wife. I need to add here ah. that he didn't get to fuck his ex-girlfriend before oh. his ex-girlfriend fucked her friend dad this was very very difficult for me to stomach i couldn't take it seriously and it was also very gross (laughs) (laughs) so uh so yeah so so mary jane is like oh stop baby i still love you and and that's that on that and we, we just kind of cut to peter just kind of collapsing into mary jane's arms who i guess is you know good enough uh for now uh I really do not like the way she is treated by Peter in this. Um, uh, so the next morning, uh, Mary Jane and Peter are, are sitting around discussing kids. Uh, so, and again, he he understands that they're aging at, at twice the normal rate, and therefore uh, they're they're also rapidly dying. Um, good guy Peter decides that he needs to help save them, even though they're actively trying to kill him. So. Uh, <laughs> In a really bizarre move, he decides to call a press conference to tell Gabe and Sarah to meet him at the spot where he saw their mother for the last time and then just dips out of the press conference. Um, this is a really dingus move because everybody in the press immediately follows him to find out where the fuck he's going. Um, and of course, it's he's going to the top of the bridge where Gwen was killed. Also, uh, that, I'm sorry, I have yeah. that. I think so. Um, the last time that he had saw her, that's a real ambiguous statement. So it's either the bridge or it's the graveyard. Yeah, yeah, that's or possibly that's, Shea Stadium where her clone was. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God <yeah>. damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking clones. <laughs> Fucking or, clones. I fucking hate clones. <laughs> God damn, like other alternate dimensions, Gwen Stacy's. Like, which ones are we talking about here? <laughs> yeah, it is It is pretty ambiguous, but I guess he just decides that telling uh, literally everyone in New York to do this <laughs> on television is the good way, to, is, a, is the correct way to do it. Um, so, of course, you know, the twins show up at the correct place, and, you know, and the media is, is below filming. They can't make out what's being said, but they, they've got cameras on them. Um, uh, Peter explains to the kids you know, he's not their dad. Um, he knows they're dying and he knows that Norman has, has brainwashed them into hating him for uh, something that he didn't do. So uh, Sarah, who seems to be the smarter of the two, uh, re- realizes that Peter never tested his DNA against theirs, just their moms, because he knew he couldn't possibly have been the father since Gwen and Peter never had sex. Um, Peter tells Gabriel that Norman raised them, uh, killed Gwen and not Spider-Man. Gabe does not handle this well and tries to kick Peter's ass again. The cops are here. They have arrived. 
they are shooting at Peter and Gabe. Um, Gabe whips out a gun and tries to take a shot at Peter, but the cops are like, yeehaw, time to shoot indiscriminately at the top of this bridge. And Sarah gets shot instead. Uh, she starts to fall off the bridge just like her mom did. And Peter manages to save her while talking about how he won't fail Gwen again. This is deeply creepy. This whole thing is just deeply creepy and gross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's very, yeah, it's, there's a lot. Like, he's, he's talking to this child, essentially, uh, like, like she's Gwen during this uh, incident. It's very strange. Yeah. Um, uh, can I, Professor, can I just uh, make an observation here? <laughs> yes. Um, so physically, they're like in their 20s, right? Or 30s? They appear to be, yeah, like ambiguously around Peter's age-ish. Okay. They're not like teens or or anything. So they, mentally, would they be like the equivalent of a six-year-old, I guess? Kind of like no. Shelley in Arrested Development? <laughs> You'd think so, but no. It is actually explained that because of this rapid growth, uh, their minds uh, essentially were like mental development was was accelerated along with their physical development so yeah it's not like murderous toddlers and norman and norman in fact got them the best tutors and teachers in france specifically because he realized this yeah the reason i'm asking here it just sounds like gabe is not emotionally stable this is very true um but, but we will we will we will get it to that in just a moment um so um peter does manage to save sarah uh, and takes her to a hospital um meanwhile gabe has just like fallen in the water under the bridge and then somehow makes his way to i guess the sewers question mark um <laughs> to uh to go to this place that that norman had instructed them to go uh when after peter had died after they had killed peter um he manages to get inside and inside are are matching uh male and female green goblin costumes and gabe howells a dramatic no um oh no yeah (laughs) full-on vader no yep yeah uh (laughs) a video of norman starts playing uh it's one of those if you're seeing this i'm dead and we won messages um and he explains that they're they're basically to carry on his legacy as the green goblins now um meanwhile (laughs) pretty much uh he's he's also been like he's also been like yes so you followed my instructions and have then killed peter parker and (laughs) spider-man at this point yeah yeah (laughs) it's it there's a lot of monologues logging going on here too um uh back at the hospital uh peter's waiting for sarah uh who's in surgery and mary jane shows up to uh basically give him moral support you know you did your best it's going to be fine uh but then the doctor comes out and informs them that uh sarah's lost a lot of blood and is rejecting transfusions because of weird dna um the doctor's like ah sucks to be her you know there's nothing we could do too bad so sad um (laughs) and and peter who happens to know gwen's blood type because these are things i guess you just ask people um offers and so he offers to give sarah a transfusion of his own blood uh and he does um and because he has weird did did they even confirm his blood type they don't say anything about his blood type they were just like oh i guess sure spider-man yeah (laughs) that's not not how blood transfusions work that is definitely not how blood transfusions work but as we have also already seen here uh they are very weak on actual science uh for somebody who is essentially a scientist definitely comic book science for sure peter parker's the scientist he's got this figured out yeah the yeah. ultra dna will work <laughs> so 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 yeah basically peter's peter's logic here is that like i also have weird dna so like maybe my blood will work um <laughs> maybe maybe you know we'll we'll give it a shot um and so so he does uh and and the the transfusion is successful and it stabilizes her but but it does significantly weaken him because they have to take like a lot of blood from him they tell him um meanwhile 
in the sewers. Uh, Gabe is getting instructed by Video Norman to inject himself with some extra Green Goblin serum so that his aging will stop and his powers will be even greater than Norman's were. So basically, it's it's kind of like an antidote to their rapid aging, I guess. Ish, yeah. Ish. Um, it'll also shatter his mind, but hey, uh, totally worth it, right? Um, so. <laughs> Uh, that, that sounds like one of those depression, like medication commercials where yeah. <laughs> side effects might include <laughs> side effects may include just, you know, yeah, you get tons of powers, uh, but you'll also be, uh, really mentally broken. Um, so that's the trade-off, but might have a complete and utter psychological break. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he's like, yeah, sounds good. And he does. Um, we cut back to Spider-Man, uh, who, who is in, in the hospital after the blood transfusion. Um, he is he is weakened and trying to recover. Um, <laughs> but oh no, outside the window. <laughs> outside the window, it's it's the green goddamn goblin on his little hoverboard thing. Um, he crashes through the window of the hospital, grabs Peter, and then they scoot right back out. And uh, and and he's, he's angrily lecturing Peter about how he shouldn't have given his sister his weak blood. Um, <laughs> Peter manages to use the last of his strength to shoot a web and hold on, uh, depositing them atop a random building somewhere uh, where Gabe Goblin uh, monologues at him crazily for a while until Sarah shows back up again. She proclaims Peter's innocence and uh, Gabe Goblin does not take this well and tries to kill them both. Uh, but Sarah manages to get a shot off that explodes the hoverboard thing and he falls into the river, presumed dead again. Uh, Sarah then is like, I gotta go and just leaves. And then Peter falls unconscious again. Uh, there's another flashback to him and Gwen. So this is like, what, the third or fourth time this has happened yep. uh, where he is in in this flashback, he is you know professing his eternal love to Gwen. Uh, and when he wakes up from his his little coma dream um he is saying it to mj who's like oh you know just hang in there and rest um meanwhile uh <laughs> gabe washes up on a beach and is found by a beach going family who are just trying to have a nice time um they ask him who he is and he's like i don't know and that's it that's the story it just closes on that um no <laughs> that's not how you close <laughs> it is, that it is he, he now has he's he's a super super augmented super uh psychotic person who has no memory of his uh prior weird life of being a rapidly aging child who was trained to be an assassin to kill spider-man and also the green goblin okay retrospective <laughs> and look back on it now maybe amnesia is the best idea for this guy <laughs> just start off clean slate it's the best you know? choice for all of us after reading this story honestly <laughs> right we're gonna have to steal one of those memory erasers from Tommy Lee Jones right now. Um, <laughs> MIB thumbs. You so yes, now let's forget about it. <laughs> so that that's that's it. That's this that's the miniseries. Um, please feel free to uh, ask any additional questions you may have after after hearing that that play by play. Okay, um, <laughs> I'm not sure Szczynski was trying to create new villains here or new characters for. Peter Parker to bounce off of with Sarah and the whole Gabe. Uh, um, what kind of goblin was he? Green or gray? gray. Okay. Gray? So the whole, or, yeah. Was he just doing a character assassination, unintentionally doing a character assassination of Gwen Stacy? Okay. That's not how all this started. So so how this started was Straczynski um, basically got um, direction from then uh, editor-in-chief uh, Joe Quesada. And this is going to dive into a lot of why Spider-Man fans fucking hate Joe Quesada. Um, 
So Joe Casada said, okay, we're going to have this story and it's going to, you know, here's the Barris sketch. And uh, J. Michael Straczynski was like, oh no, that's a great idea. So what we're going to do is it will be Peter's kids. Um, and, you know, she's not going to fuck Norman Osborn for no reason, but that's why she went to Paris and she had the kids and, and they are rapidly growing due to radioactive nonsense. Or actually at that point, totem nonsense, because Straczynski had already written this whole series about how it wasn't the radioactive spider it was the fact that the spider was a very specific form of spider that ancient civilizations had used to grant them spider powers mm-hmm. it was weird but actually it was much better than this um so that was the original plan uh Kasada hated that because the goal in Kasada and all these other editors minds was to make peter somehow younger and more relatable and him having kids would mean that 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 was not that him. he's getting older right he wouldn't be relatable um See also why one more day happened, uh, yep. which we'll get into next time, because uh, being married means you're too old to be relatable. Uh, um, I guess I'm old, too. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm double old. Uh, I'm forever young. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's right, everyone. I'm single. <laughs> So that is uh, that is how that whole thing happened. Um, Straczynski, who honestly is a brilliant writer, if you've ever seen Babylon Five, he he knows how to do a long story. He knows how to do all of those things. Um, his biggest missteps were basically demanded by uh, Joe Quesada. Uh So they had a brilliant writer who they were hoping could make horrible ideas work, and he made them palatable at least. Um, some of the discussions that happened in this between Peter and Mary Jane are among my favorites um you know as leia pointed out he's a fuck boy to her um you know going through his trauma but she is very accepting and and the the dialogue that happens between them when he's not just being a selfish dick bag um is very very good it's very stable and it's it's a good example of a great marriage when yeah that was that was one of the things that like that really struck me while i was reading this is like they do have a good relationship they do clearly love each other and they do clearly care about each other and like i understand that like peter's grief uh, uh, you know at losing gwen uh, you know how it happened and why it happened is definitely a significant trauma it's definitely an impact his character and i got no quarrel with that i also don't really have a quarrel with him being kind of hung up about the fact that you know basically his ex-girlfriend died essentially on his watch uh you know whatever you may take that to mean I I do not like the way that it was written in this story is like it basically starts off with Peter and Mary Jane are deeply in love they have a great healthy relationship but also he's so hung up on his ex-girlfriend that he's kind of a dick to Mary Jane by being so hung up on his dead ex-girlfriend right and how is Mary how can Mary Jane compete with the memory of Gwen Stacy? Exactly. Right. That's exactly it. It's like, it's kind of, it kind of puts you in this weird position where it's like, okay, I understand all of this. And it is like, to some degree relatable. Like I get, I get how we're, how we're all there. But at the same time, um, it sort of allows Peter to just be like, oh, like it almost like he never actually comes out and says it, but you just get the distinct impression that like, I only married you because Gwen's dead. Like, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> So yeah, I just thought that was a interesting uh, part of this this storyline, interesting piece of writing. But yeah, continue. So, Will, other questions? Um, well, I did a little research on, on Shaginsky and like you know him writing Bible on Five, and like he's got these other shows like Sense Eight. I've watched yeah, Sense Eight's great. And other things he's done was uh, Changeling, Ninja Assassin. Um, he he was one of the key writers for Thor, uh, the 2011 one, Underworld Awakening, and World War Z. So I'm going to assume 
assume that the major turning points here in these writings with Spider-Man is just because of Casada? Is that much that, that we can make? That is what many Spider-Man fans end up at. Uh, Straczynski himself is is pretty much laid it all out and been like, here's the whole process for the six years I was there. And he's like, one well, because he also wrote One More Day, which we'll go over next. But um, Casada basically assigned him that as his swan song after a six-year comic book run that you get to do this after you've already done since past. So we'll get into that more uh, on our next show. But yes, um, as I understand it, the worst parts of what was happening with Straczynski were dictated by Joe Quesada. Okay, and I did a little research about like the sequel to Sins Past. Apparently it was in Spectacular Spider-Man and it's called Sins Remembered. And from what I'm reading here, Sarah comes back. She's trying to work with Interpol. Gabriel's there. And at one point in time, Peter kisses Sarah. Uh, nope, just... don't know anything about that. So tell you what, if you're interested in that one, you, uh, you throw it at us next season if there is one. If we haven't just... <laughs> fucking killed ourselves oh that sounds just that sounds that sounds horrible yeah well let's let's do it moral ambiguity there is like hey maybe you shouldn't make out with the daughter of your dead ex-girlfriend i'm just gonna put that out there yeah well i mean cap did it (laughs) (laughs) it's true he sets sets these examples we just follow them Baron Carter and Peggy Carter have so much in common now, don't they? <laughs> hey, oh. oh, this is this is awkward. <laughs> forever salty. We'll forever be salty about that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Well, any other thoughts or uh, comments on Sin's past? God, you know it wasn't as bad as it was as bad as the Clone Saga. Uh, I'll, I'll put I'll put that out there. That that was it was not nearly as bad as the Clone Saga. Maybe it was because it was only six issues. <laughs> it's funny because there was um, a few top ten lists that I looked at of basically like what are considered the worst Spider-Man uh, storylines mm-hmm. of his entire run, mm-hmm. and consistently Clone Saga and uh, Sins Past are like competing for the number one and two slot. With every once in a while, one more day in there, but mostly people really hate. If they know about this, they hate it. Yep. Yeah, oh, and that's, and, uh, that's legit. I did a little research about like them trying to retcon this, and apparently they did not retcon this. No, Straczynski the one- wanted to retcon it through one more day. He's like, okay, if I already have to do this thing, at least let me get rid of that thing. And yeah, they were like, yeah, Casada was like, no, eat shit. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Oh, just fuck you, Casada. That's all I gotta say, man. Yes. <laughs> Welcome to where most Spider-Man fans are. Uh, yep. I, I'm going to. I have to consider getting a membership though for uh, Marvel uh, Unlimited and just check out this entire run of Straczynski, uh, just to see, you know, some things that were n- golden nuggets. Because I do have at least Volume Two of his run, Revelations, where you know uh, Aunt May figures out that he's actually Spider-Man. Yep. And she starts like unsubscribing the Daily Bugle. Because like it's very un like unbiased in the reporting of right. her, of reporting Spider Man and all this stuff, and I'm like that's cool. 
Um, he, he does a lot that's very good. Um, if people like especially Spider-Verse stuff, mm-hmm. um, Spider-Verse stuff starts with the beginning of Straczynski's run. Yeah, that's, that. that's what introduce, yeah, that's what introduces Morlin and his weird-ass family um, who feed on spider totems. Yeah. Uh, yeah. High recommend for Straczynski's stuff in general. Um, not necessarily for this storyline or One More Day, which we'll get into. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad I'm not on that one. Hey, I, I get to go over that one with my wife. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I get to answer her question. <laughs> well, Will, thank you for joining us again. Uh, this has been a blast. You, yes, absolute <laughs> pleasure. You made this at least somewhat palatable. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, and so as, yeah, absolutely. As mentioned, oh, Will, do you have anything you need to plug? you have any uh, projects now? I'm just on Facebook and on Twitter. I normally just talk about nerdy shit. Uh, or sometimes I'll, I send Wasta like, you know, hey, check out this new Rogue fi- figure or something like that. That's right. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, um, thank you for joining us. And uh, everyone tune in next time when we're going to finish our three-peat where we go with one more day the other straczynski plot that is universally pants <laughs> pray for mojo <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah we'll see you then uh just a quick little credit our theme is done by jared adam of the wonderful band vandello who we love very much at graphically novel uh but um until next time uh we'll we'll see ya <laughs> Some deep reactions, please. All this comics narration alienating me. A little more talk, a lot less read. A little fight, baby, is what I need. Close the trade, open up your brains. Explain it to me. Explain it to me, baby. Explain it to me. Explain it to me, baby. Explain it to me. Vendello 2021.